Happy Friday, Spartan Nation. It's homecoming weekend. It's a chilly weekend. And you know what? I hope you're I hope you're ready for a very disappointing weekend. You know why? Because you know what? Since it's homecoming weekend, let's go along with the theme. You're the you're the little kid at the dance. You you really have your eyes on this cheerleader. She's she's the most beautiful girl you've ever seen in your entire life. You want to ask her to dance, and right before you get the guts to do it, a big old football player from Northwestern asks her to dance. And that's what's going to happen this weekend because Northwestern's going to dance all over Michigan State. Uh, all joking aside, um, how's it going, everybody? How's it going, Steven? Uh, I'd have to say I'm doing pretty well, but is Northwestern actually good enough to beat this Michigan State team? It's going to be a close game. Uh, I'll tell you who's out right now for Michigan State. Um, defensive tackle Raquan Williams is out. Uh, he's still okay. battling with a shoulder injury. And defensive end Muffy Hunt, he's out with a knee. Uh, injury and then linebacker John Rushke is still out um, indefinitely with an ankle and then Riley Bullo he's still doubtful for the game uh, he's battling a shoulder injury Mark D'Antonio said that he's close to return but he's not quite there yet um, probable for the Spartans is Brian Allen and Cody Keeler and both uh, both offensive linemen and then Darian Hicks uh, he's battling a hip injury but he's likely to come back and then for the Wildcats you got uh, Keith Watkins the second he's battling a knee injury and uh, running back Warren Long, he's they're both out uh, for the game. Matthew Harris, he has a concussion and he's a cornerback. He's a uh, he's he could come back, but it's still a toss up. But other than that, it's going to be a battle. Um, yeah, would look like a for sure win for Michigan State early in the year is now probably one of the game, <laughs> one of the games we didn't think we'd actually have to like, yeah, sit here I, and like, break I'm, down and tell you that there's actually a chance that Michigan State could lose. I'm actually at a loss here. I don't know who's going to win this game. I, I, how frustrated are you as a Michigan State as a person who grew up as a fan as a I wonder what like what how alumni are feeling like watching this team and I know I talked to my grandfather who played here. I feel like it's got to be kind of like I don't want to relate it to Detroit sports but like the Lions like same old Lions because right. Michigan State had that reputation for such a long time of just being like the the backburner school. As much as we rag on them this isn't going to last. It's more likely the one year thing where maybe next year they go 8 and 4 or 9 and 3. But I was talking to my grandfather who played here, as you know, Casey. Yes, so give me the, you've, give you've, me that siren. you've told me many uh, times. Uh, and he, he just, I was talking to them because I talked to some old players at the Game of the Century event on, on Wednesday, and they remembered my grandfather, and I was talking to them about that. And my grandfather, I called him to, to you know, let him know about it. all those old players, said hi to him and all that stuff. And he, uh, we started talking about this football team, and he was disappointed as a, an alumni of the program wow. to... Uh, he's just questioning where the heck it came from. Why are they? Why are they doing so bad? He just said they look disinterested, and you can kind of tell that from what I'm watching up in the press box. And that's why I picked BYU to win a week before. I sat here and picked BYU to pit win, and I'm going to sit here and tell you Michigan State's going to win by four, but it's going to be a. I don't even they'll. I don't even know if they'll get to 24 with how bad this offense play calling has been. They, they might win by six, and it's going to be by a margin of two field goals. <laughs> Not even a touchdown. Not even a touchdown. 
And, like, look, there's offense is what? One of the, I think, 102nd total offense in the country. Wisconsin is 106, but at least Wisconsin wins their football games. Like, how fed up do you have to be as Mark D'Antonio to actually make some sort of changes? You can bring in Damian Terry and, and do all those kind of things, but it comes down to play calling. And I'm almost, like, I'm getting, like, heated talking about this because as you cover it as a football beat writer, you're like, I want to see some football. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time on a Saturday. And, I mean, you can call all the plays you want, and they could be the most intricate, most well-thought-out plays. But if you don't have an offensive line to protect your quarterback, you, oh, yeah. it's not going to do you any good anyway. Oh, yeah. But the, even that, and it, what baffles me, and it just racks at my brain ever since they lost to BYU, is BYU is one of the worst pass defenses in the country. I think they were 109 uh, after the Michigan State game. But they were worse than that before the Michigan State game. And Michigan State made them look good. You go 6 of 8 passing on your first drive, and then you only pass 3 more times the rest of the game? You have, you've got to be kidding me with that. There's, it, it's kind of, like, it, it's mind-boggling. Like, my, my brain just gets put in a blender, and you shake it up, and then you turn it on even more. And I'm just kind of like, what the, like, what is Dave Warner thinking? Like, I, I should have put him on blast after, like, earlier this week, but what the hell was he thinking? I can't, I got to run the ball every play? Like, yeah, you don't pick, like, at some point you hit a brick wall and you, you, you keep hitting it. And you're making all these smacking noises and you keep hitting it and they don't do anything with it? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm fed I'll, I'll up put with, this I'm on your plate, too, Steven. Calling. I'll put this on your plate, too. So Austin Carr, uh, wide receiver from Northwestern, leads the Big Ten with 32 receptions, leads the league in uh, receiving yards with 465, and receiving touchdowns with six. Uh, Do you think the the safeties, do you think the cornerbacks, the secondary is going to be able to stop them? Well, if Pat Fitzgerald is smart, and he is, he's going to line them up uh, with Darian Hicks. Is Darian Hicks still out? Uh, He's he's questionable. He's questionable. Well, if Darian Hicks plays... They'll line him up with Darian Hicks, and then they'll, they'll throw to in between between Darian Hicks and Demetrius Cox because neither of them seem like they can stop a golf ball. That gets like they, they like, I, I I don't even know. Like they couldn't even stop like a beach ball half the time. A question: Is it play calling? Is it the fundamentals? I mean, those guys are talented. I'm not gonna say they're not, but at some point you you go: Is it is it coaching? Are these guys just not up to snuff? I and, mean, they have talent, but is it enough? To, to, to change games, and it's not currently. It's going to be another big test for the MSU secondary because Clayton Torson, uh, the quarterback for Northwestern, has already thrown for over 1,000 yards. Yeah, it's, it's going to be... I don't want to say... Because Northwestern has a legit chance to win. I didn't think I would sit here, you know, seven weeks, five, six weeks into the season, seven or six, whatever it is now, and, and have to tell you that Northwestern was an actual challenge for Michigan State. Michigan State should be 5-0. and oh. Like at, at worst four and one because we thought Notre Dame would be much better, and that just goes to show you we know nothing. But like I, I, I did not have to think I would sit here and have to explain to Michigan State fans that they actually have a shot. They have like a legit chance at losing to Northwestern. And MSU is kind of like a powder keg right now. I mean, they're just waiting to explode because if they lose this game, I mean, oh, they lost to Indiana. You lose to BYU lose four in a row. Yeah, that's. That's not going to sit well with oh, anybody. I know, mean, and I even if it's a rash decision, a decision's going to have to be made. I'm going to have to. I'm going to be the one who asked one of the tough questions of the press conference now, and that's going to come from the student body 
<laughs> like, and like if Mark D'Antoni is going to have to answer to the student journalists on some of these questions, I don't think that's a position he wanted to be in, to be honest with you. And so, I mean, I don't want to keep ragging on the Spartans, but there, you don't really give us much position to do anything else. Fifth-year senior T- Tyler O'Connor, he's probably not going to start. Uh, there's been a quote-unquote quarterback battle all this week with Damian Terry and Brian Lewerke. Um, I, it's almost it almost I don't want to rag on Coach Antonio because you know he's he's done wonderful things for this program, but at the same time I have to be critical of him and it, I don't know if he's not willing to make these changes or if it's just us who want like heads on a plate and it's usually the fan bases who are in the wrong most of the time. But like, do you like? I feel like something's got to change, and I feel like Coach D is not the one who wants to make those changes. I, you know, I, that's always been his thing. He's always been extreme loyalty to his guys. But I think at some point, you might have to play Terry. You, you know, God forbid you'd have to play Lewerke because, you know, my thoughts on that is that he's just too young yet. But, like, ugh, yeah, it, it, just mind, it just baffles me that D'Antonio can be such a good coach, but sometimes he just forgets, or not forgets, he just doesn't seem like he wants to, to make a change or something. I, I don't know. Well, what do you got for the game, Steven? Oh, what do I got for the game? Well, Northwestern's defense, is, I think, is a total defense of their 70th defense. So their defense is a little suspect. They're ranked total defense number 70 in the country. They're suspect. However, I do think um, Northwestern, you know, they've beaten Iowa, um, you know, they on the road, too. So it's not like they, ha- they haven't they have the wherewithal to beat teams on the road. So the Michigan State, I mean, Northwestern's been a Michigan State killer before. I could see him doing it again. I do think Northwestern is able to move the ball, score some points. I think, you know, I can't even play the the, the mind card with Michigan State anymore where I go, oh, they're going to be ready. Oh, look at all this motivation, this hate they got because they're 0-3. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Northwestern will move it up and down. It's going to take probably a late quarterback drive. They might even be down 20 to the 17, and Michigan State might have to make a couple plays and win 24-20 to because that's what I predicted. You know what Michigan State's really going to need? Some good, old-fashioned trick plays. Oh, boy, stop that. That's stop. that's exactly what they need to they just need, revitalize they, the they offense. Stop that. They can't, they can't make a tackle, and they can't catch the damn ball. Donnie Corley dropping all these passes. Like, yeah, Monty you know Medeiros, I, like, I'm fed up with him, too, because he can't catch. He couldn't catch a... A freaking a cold. <laughs> you couldn't catch a pillow thrown from two feet. Like, ugh. So like, I don't know. The trick plays. You know what would so. happen? You know what happened, right? The offensive line couldn't even hold. Geiger would throw like a thirty-yard bomb right to Corley, and <laughs> Corley would run it in for a touchdown, and then it would be called back for like oh, a holding yeah. play or like something else. Just something. <laughs> just something that has been the, the off- same tone of the, the Spartan <laughs> season all year long. Yeah, and the offense can't even. Um, their offensive line could can't even hold properly. Like, you know, like they 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 say there's holding on every play, and there pretty much is. But like you can get away with it if it's subtle enough. And <laughs> the offensive line can't even do it subtly enough. So you can't even tell me that Michigan State um, is gonna win this one big. And if they somehow do, and I'm wrong, uh, good good for them. But they, they then I'll come on the show on Monday and go, I, just how dare you? And I will berate the program for. That after all these weeks of just coming out of nowhere and beating Northwestern, uh, so I think it's going to be a battle that. of the bulge here. Uh, it's going to be a trench battle. I think it's going to be thirteen to nine. Thirteen to nine in oh. favor of MSU. Ugh. What an ugly game. Ugh. 
Because I have to go watch this madness in the press box. It's going to knock my head off. Well, folks, when we come back, we're going to discuss the other games going across the country uh, in terms of college football. Hi, Stephen Oshansky here with the State News Sports Podcast, co-host of the Stephen Oshansky and Casey Harrison Show. I'm here to tell you today about a little contest we've been doing for quite some time. If you listen to this SN podcast for you know for quite a while here, you've known that we are giving away a free copy of our commemorative book about Mark D'Antonio. It's called Reaching Higher, and it's available for just $24.95. You can get that on the website, but we're here to give you away one for free. And so, with it being homecoming weekend, you, we we're going to give you the key phrase that has to do with homecoming, and usually it's been three key words, but we're having a shorter show today, so we'll give you the phrase. The phrase is, happy homecoming, everybody. Again, that is happy homecoming, everybody. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time on this Friday afternoon. We're cruising right along. It's been a good show, I have to say, Mr. Harrison. And, you know, we're going to give you our picks, our favorite time of the week. So I'm going to turn it over to Casey. He's going to give you the national games of the week. Let's get it going. Game number one of the afternoon, NC State going out to number three, Clemson. Clemson favored by a mere 18 points. That game kicks off at noon. Who you got, Steven? A mere 18 points. Might as well open a, the Gulf of Mexico right into that field. It's going to be a lot worse than 18 points. Give me Clemson by 24 in that one. Oh, you're right. Hurricane Andrew isn't the only thing that's going to ravage oh, through that area. Oh, oh, it's too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Give me, oh. give me Clemson. Oh. Game number two of the afternoon, number one, Bama traveling out to number nine, Tennessee. Bama travel or Bama favored by thirteen points. That game kicks off at three thirty on Saturday. Uh, I would like to believe in the Joe Rexroad magic at Tennessee, but you know Tennessee blew it last week at Texas A and M. So I don't know if Joe has all the magic left, and I don't think he has enough magic for uh, the Vols to beat Bama this weekend. Bama, I'm gonna say by at least a touchdown. Yeah, uh, you're right on that one. Uh, if it's any consolation, Tennessee almost lost to Appalachian State, and if they can't even oh, compete that one doesn't with them, matter. then uh, <laughs> then give me give me Bama by a long shot. Oh boy! Game number three of the afternoon. Number twelve, Ole Miss taking on number twenty-two, Arkansas. You know. They might have the next MSU offensive coordinator. Oh, boy. Um, that that game rumors. kicks off at 7 p.m. Ole Miss favored by 7.5. Uh, um, I don't like Ole Miss uh, particularly too much, and I think Arkansas is a little bit underrated. They had a good showing against Bama. I'm going to give Arkansas's defense the benefit of the doubt against Ole Miss. I'm going to take the Razorbacks by this one by a field goal. You know what? Uh, I've picked the Razorbacks before, and each time that I've picked them, I'm 0-2 with Arkansas. Oof. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of through with their hiatus. Give me Ole Miss. Uh, game number four, number 24, Western Michigan taking on Akron and some <laughs> action. Oh, boy. Western favored by 12. Do they go undefeated this year? My old high school counselor went to Western. Uh, I respect Western and P.J. Fleck, and so I'm going to do this for my high school counselor. She's a wonderful lady. I'm going to have to pick Western over Akron. I would pick them anyway, but Western over Akron. They're going to row the boat all the way across Lake Erie. Oh, boy. And they're going to row the boat back to Western with a win. 
Uh, give me the Broncos. Game number five, uh, number 21, Utah, taking on Oregon State. That game kicks off at 4 p.m. Utah favored by nine. Uh, give me the Utes in that one. I'm just, yeah, just straight up, I'm going to give me the Utes. Yeah, a retweet. That's all I have to say about that. Oh and then Big Ten, Big Ten games. I'm sorry, uh, Stephen. Why don't you tell me what those are? Big Ten games of the week. We're going to start this one off with a little bit of Minnesota at Maryland. Maryland uh, getting six and a half in a noon contest. Who you got? Uh, I got Maryland, no problem. Uh, I'm I'm kind of rooting for Maryland just so that if Michigan State beats Maryland, it looks somewhat good. Right. Yeah. I um, Maryland has. Uh, a good offense and probably will give Minnesota fits. I, you know, I tried to pick Minnesota the past two weeks and they let me down both times. So I'm going to have to go Maryland in this one. Game number two, Iowa at Purdue. Another ugly game. Uh, Iowa given 12 and a half in an, or 12 points in a noon contest. That one's on ESPN two. Give me uh, Iowa in this one. Who you got, Casey? What is this week one? <laughs> Why are all these ugly games this week? Give me Purdue. Or, uh, no, 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 no. Give me Iowa. Give me uh, Iowa. It's already been put in the no. record. <laughs> Game number three. The Cornhuskers of Nebraska, 10th ranked in the country, 5-0, and traveling down to the Hoosiers. Wow, what an interesting stadium that was. Nebraska given only three points in a 3-30 game. Who you got? You know, I know a lot of people that call their alma mater Indiana. Uh, one of their... Battle cries is who's your daddy, but that's irrelevant here because Nebraska is going to go in. How's and your gonna, uncle going to feel? They're going to do what Michigan State couldn't. How is your give uncle me feel? the Cornhuskers? Oh boy, how is your uncle going to feel about that one? Uh, he's not going to be feeling very good because Nebraska is going to put the beat down on Indiana. I think Indiana's defense is good, but I do like Nebraska much more than Indiana. Give me Nebraska by seventeen in that one. Game number. Four of the weekend, Ohio State, number two in the country, back where they belong against number eight, Wisconsin, who Michigan State fans know particularly well, beat the crap out of them 30-6 a couple weeks ago. Wisconsin 4-1, Ohio State 5-0. Oh. That's an 8 p.m. contest over on ABC, a little national game of the week. Uh, give me Ohio State in that one by more than 11.5. I think Ohio State is the best team in the Midwest but not the country just yet. Give me Ohio State and that one by 21. You know what? Uh, Wisconsin, they're still rounding out their gauntlet. Uh, they probably have one of the toughest schedules in the entire country. But um, that's going to be a marquee game, and that's M-A-R-Q-U-E-E <laughs> on that. Um, it's, it's a top 10 matchup. Uh, I still like Ohio State, though. Give me the Buckeyes. That's a, an 11-point spread, and I think it's going to live true. Wow. And then our finally, a game you've all been waiting for, a little homecoming matchup. Northwestern coming into Spartan Stadium. Both teams unranked. Both teams 2-3. and three. Both Northwestern with a better Big Ten record of 1-1. One and one. Michigan State 0-2 in the Big Ten. MSU giving a touchdown favorite just under. Give you 6.5. Uh, we'll, we'll round it up for a touchdown. 3.30 p.m. kickoff for homecoming. How, how sad are fans going to be this weekend? They'll probably be sad that your football team still can't beat anybody by more than four points. So give me Michigan State 24-20 as I put it in the paper. Casey, over to you. Uh, it's going to be a battle of the bad, but it's going to turn out in the Spartans' <laughs> favor. I gave a low-scoring game before, and I'm sticking to my guns. It's going to be 13-9. Oh, 13-9. No respect for Northwestern's uh, touchdown ability. Therefore, we're going to wrap that 
pretty much does it for this show this week. And we'll, um, you know, everybody have a safe and joyous homecoming. I know it's a good weekend to have fun, be back with your college buddies. Drive safe. Don't drive drunk. Uh, That's my PSA. Be safe. Be careful this weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend for a lot of Spartan fans. Just be be safe. Be responsible. Don't let anything tragic uh, happen. If you're too drunk, don't drive. Casey, over to you. Remember, everybody, be safe. Don't do anything you would regret. Um, Drive sober. Get pulled over. And one of the most important things you can do is leave us a review on iTunes, share us on SoundCloud, and like our social media pages. Uh, Back to you, Stephen. That'll do for this weekend. You'll have to excuse Casey's uh, vulgar comments. Uh, (laughs) You should be suspended. Anyway, have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, We'll see you on Tuesday.